Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let me ask you this. Do you like beer? Let me ask you this. Do you like free? I've asked those questions in the wrong order for a reason. Because my third question I've kept until now, do you like free beer? As a valued listener, we'd like to bestow upon you just that, free beer. Thanks to our good pals at beer52.com, you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious and painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is this. Go to www.beer52.com com forward slash West Ham and cover just the postage of £4.95 and as if that wasn't enough as a listener to the Stop Hammer Time podcast you'll get two extra free beers so that's 10 free beers if you've been paying attention beer 52 are beer pioneers they traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet earth has to offer No surprise, then, that they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 delivers a case with a different theme. Themes have included German, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand, and many more. But they haven't forgotten their roots. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time. The power is in your hands, as well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy. Your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive, and a beery snack is thrown in just to top it all off. You don't like dark beers? Who cares? Choose the light plan. Easy. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash West Ham to get your case free. And don't forget, right now, the Stop Hammer Time podcast listeners will get two extra free beers. I thank you. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. On Stop Hammer Time this week, uh, we are uh, all in separate uh, bunkers. We genuinely are all in different parts of the world. Uh, with me, uh, I, I don't know whether he's here. I can just hear his voice. It's Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Where are you, Jim? Uh, I, I'm, I'm in a chair. In a, in a room. chair? In can, a you room. Describe the, can you describe the room? Um, uh, it, it's... Uh... Well, it's a it's a it's a very comfortable sort of living room type room. Right, right. Is it the living room of your house? It is the living room of my house. Yes. Right, right. Uh, I am uh, I'm in uh, I'm in a, an underground bunker. Uh, right. I've uh, I've collected a uh, uh, hundred thousand rolls of toilet paper. Uh, of also just to make. Just to make sure I've got enough, I've got several rolls of wallpaper, which I'll be using as toilet paper, and also those rolls that go in player pianos, uh, the rolls with holes in. Oh, the little, yeah. Yeah, I'm using, we use those just in case I run out of toilet paper. And uh, bus conductor's tickets, those rolls, you know, sort of from the 70s. 
Ah. Got bonus as well. I didn't buy any food. Um, perhaps that was a mistake. I should have. That was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also joining us, uh, it's uh, the head honcho, I'm going to call him, of Pride of Irons, uh, West Ham's LGBTU. You? LGBTQ. Uh, <laughs> you is, of course, undecided. Um, the, the, the new demarcation that I'm adding to LGBTQ. Um, it is, of course, Jim Dolan. Hello. I'm very much decided. You'll be happy to know. Good, good. I'm, I'm glad you finally formulated a decision about what direction you're going in, Jim. It, it took me a while, but I'm yes. there now. Good, good. Um, so where are you? Uh, I'm in my dining room, which I don't usually spend a lot of time in. It's very echo in here. Yeah, you, you sound very echoey, Jim. Yeah, I'm there. Uh, uh, I could have made up something more interesting in the dining room then, couldn't I? Yes, cave. Shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm in a cave. I'm in a cave. It's the colour of a cave. It's almost charcoal. It's very uh, cheap. Yeah. So we are all uh, we're all uh, self isolating uh, here, um, or in my case, just isolating. Um, and uh, it's uh, quite a strange way to conduct this uh, podcast. But we we have we have gone along with the uh, the idea that that we must uh, we mustn't uh, infect uh, other people. Um, uh, uh, the coronavirus? Have you got coronavirus, Jim? Uh, no, I haven't. No, no, no. What about you, Jim? Uh, not yet, but I'm trying my best. Yes, yeah, no. get out and about. Uh, wash your hands. That's my that's my advice to you. <laughs> because I'm in my kitchen, I'm just drinking a cup of tea whilst doing this. It's uh, uh, I should try and not to do that. Um, so uh, we we didn't do a stop hammer time last week, so we still have the Arsenal game to talk about. Uh, yeah. uh, so we we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, uh, how we feel about not having played Wolves. I mean, were we on a were we on a roll and should have played them, or is it quite good to delay every single game of football we could conceivably play until we're a slightly more talented outfit? Um, oh. Both of these are possible. And then we'll just talk a little bit about where we think this whole uh, um, season's going to go. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of different ideas about how this season will pan out, and uh, we'll try and. Uh, talk through all of them if indeed we know them all but um first of all um we we spoke to after our courageous defeat uh against liverpool um and jim you and i jim grant you and i went to the arsenal game we did and, and um what did you i mean what did you think about that well, it, i mean it feels like it's from another world now doesn't it so much it does that time it's so yeah. long ago Three twenty-eight days later, Britain. Yeah. Um, I felt we were very unlucky in that game. I really, I really felt um, it felt at the time watching it that that uh, although Arsenal had a lot of the ball, they didn't do a great deal with it, and that we created the better chances in the first half. And then watching it back, um, you know, I even got that impression even more strongly actually that. We really, really, really should have taken our chances and come away with three points. Yes, yes. Um, I think you sort of turned to me during the game and said, or perhaps, perhaps at the final whistle, and yeah. said something along the lines of, uh, well, that's that's how you get relegated. Yes. Yeah, play, exactly. play well, but still lose. Yes. Play well, but still lose. That you know? Is, uh, yeah. It's so fucking West Ham, isn't it? So fucking West Ham. We play yeah. shit all season, then finally start playing well. And just maybe get overly confident. And how many chances did we did we fluff in that game? It was yeah. so frustrating. 
Keeper had a yeah. good game. Their keeper had a good game, to be fair. I mean, I, I, I felt, you know, um, there were one or two d- decent saves. Um, hit the post, and I think he got a fingertip on that. Um, and then, you know, Antonio did his usual thing of being an absolute pain in the arse for them uh, all through the game and just, just not able to find the final ball or, or, or finish. Yes, I mean it is it it is uh, he he wins you points but he also loses you points Antonio I mean they, the um, it's interesting actually because when it was played again on match of the day the ball the cross that he makes that goes behind Alaire that was he, Alaire's fault in in, a, in part wasn't it Yes, you. I mean, yeah. To to us, it just looked like Antonio's fault because he does that a lot. Crosses to nobody uh, or crosses just inexpertly. But seeing on match today, it looked like there was a bit of responsibility from Alaire. But still, I mean, it's because he doesn't have the ability to. A lot of people can bend the ball around the last defender. You see where Alaire was heading for. You see the ball played there a lot on match of the day, but possibly by uh, David Silver and Kevin De Bruyne, you know, um, <laughs> they could put that bit of bend on it that yeah. takes it round yeah. the defender's foot, but brings it back to the person it's intended for. And that's the ball. And I think that was the ball Allaire was looking for because, you know, he plays football, he's played football with adults uh, who yeah. are able to do that, you know? Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, I mean, I think I, I think they were both at fault with it because uh, Antonio didn't look up uh, before playing the ball, and uh, and I think just in his enthusiasm to get there, Alair slightly overran it, to be honest. But you know, it was a, it was a it should have been a tap in, uh, um, you know. Yes, I always feel we have a little bit of can't do attitude when we play Arsenal. It's strange, you know we. Yeah. This, this season, we've gone to Stamford Bridge and beat them 1-0. Last season, we went to the new Spurs stadium, beat them 1-0. But we, um, we've we had quite a few games where we should not only have done better in it, we should have won it. Didn't we lose 1-3 there last season in a game that you said yeah. we had chances? Yeah. We should have won that game. We shouldn't have lost it 1-3. We should have won it, you know? No. It was one of those things where, again, we came away feeling we played rather well. And uh, uh, that cup game, the Carabao Cup game. Yeah. Oh well, that was just a dreadful game, though, wasn't it? One way or another. But no, yeah. but it's the same thing, isn't it? You've gone yeah, yeah, yeah. and got beat yeah. in a game that was dreadful. But because it was dreadful, well, why, we could have won it. Why didn't we win? Um, yeah. And we absolutely threw it away at home, didn't we, in December against them? Yeah. And second half, we just. I don't know, a, a different team came out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we, we just caved, didn't we? It was, um, I was, you know, it was a, was it, was it, was it nil nil at half time that game? Or did we? Uh, no, we, we, no, we were one up, weren't we? We were one nil up at half time. Yeah. Yeah. And we came out. scored a sort of chatty goal. Yeah. Both teams came out uh, incredibly under energised. And, Arsenal scored, and then we sort of collapsed, didn't we? Yeah, yeah it was one of those who wants it more, like the most boring yeah. who wants it more ever. Um, yeah. We were just appalling. Yes, it was, it was. It was absolutely catastrophic. It was a sort of, you know, sort of um, part of the malaise that cost Pellegrini his job. Um, yeah. You know, it's a sort of our bewildering collapse of. 
uh, form and confidence in that game was uh, extraordinary to witness. But, um, it, you know, it was a shame that, uh, you know, the Liverpool game, we should have got something out of that. Uh, but we know there was a goalkeeping error. Also, there were some missed chances at the end of the game. The Arsenal game, same thing. We've got sort of no points out of two games and uh, we've got to start sort of doing better. That said, um, the team looks good. Yeah. yeah, it said. Yeah, I mean, Bowen's made a, a massive difference because um, you know he's 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 quick. He's got a football brain. Um, he uh, he makes runs that people haven't been making. Um, he's a pest to play against. You know, he doesn't. You know, he he, he closes things down. He, you know, he he works hard. You know, I think it's a fantastic signing. I, think I also really... think he tries things that, that some of the others don't. I think like yeah. maybe our players lost their bottle a little bit, and you know they they get to the edge of the box and then they look to pass it off. You know, no one wanted to have a shot. Whereas yeah. I feel like he's actually willing to like fuck it. You know, I'll go and I'll you know try and tap it in from from the side, which he did at home, which was a you know, audacious goal compared to some of the, the, the efforts we've seen this season. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, and yeah, and that just that uh, that long shot early on that you know was on target and, and just uh, fingertips so took tipped it onto the post, you know, just 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 have a go. You know, instead of uh I mean, you know, shoveling the responsibility onto the next the next guy. I feel like we've almost gone the other way a little bit because before when they were scared to to shoot, they you know they lost their bottle. Perhaps now we've got a bit too much because there were a few times in that Arsenal game where you thought Antonio could have passed it off or anyone could have, but they got a bit maybe a bit overexcited and just you know blasted. Well, Antonio is always doing that blasting over. But you just think yeah. a bit more composure. There's the same daring and the same willingness to go for it, but a bit more composure and a bit more yeah. intelligence. And it's frustrating that, isn't it? Because his um. He's like showreel. He's like YouTube showreel when he signed from Forest and Sheffield when games were showing. Are full of him kind of scoring from twenty twenty five yards. So, but he's yeah. never done that for us, has he? Ever? I don't think. No, I don't think he. I don't think he has done. Um, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, he's. I think they've. I, I think they've got to work out sort of how to play with him. I think it was. I think now that. Um, Alea's been sort of joined up front by Bowen and they're both working with Antonio. And also, you know, the, the sort of selection of uh, Fornals, I yeah. think, has been helpful because he's a sort of forward-thinking player as well. And I think, you know, yeah. unfortunately... His through, have... balls, his through balls have been fantastic. And I know it sounds like the most basic, stupid thing you could, you could say at a football match. But <laughs> I turned to my friend and said, look, he just sees the obvious gap and plays the ball into it. Yeah, there's nothing overly intelligent about it. It's like there's a gap between two players. There's one of my, you know, one of my teams on the other side. I'm going to put the ball in there. It's so yeah. simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they form a front four now that that is, um, you know, that, that that is is decent, isn't it? And 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 teams are not going to want to play against because they offer, you know, a variety of different problems for defenders to to have to deal with. Um, and Haller is is beginning to look more like the player you know we thought he was now he's got people around him you know yeah Southampton yeah. when we were attacking in what was four four players running towards the opposite yes, goal yeah. like yeah. fucking hell I, I don't remember the last time we saw that no absolutely it was a kind of you know the commentators on match of the day pulled that clip out didn't they pointed at that as a sort of um, example of what we you know hadn't but were now 
uh, looking like we were going to be doing. Uh, you know, and it's a bit of credit due to Moyes. There was a there was that post on you know the Facebook group that goes with this podcast after the Liverpool game, going, "He's going to change it for the next game. I know it." <laughs> Typical. I wonder who that was. <laughs> typical. No, no, it was someone. Somebody was describing something as typical, which hadn't happened yet. <laughs> it was a fantastic piece of logic that something was typical that it's had not actually your, happened with yet. With your own supposition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like that um, that Darren Grimes thing, like commenting on the the picture of the empty um, the empty shelves in Tesco and saying, "Oh, we got a glimpse of what um, Corbyn's Venezuela like policies would have been like." You're like, no, this yeah. is literally Boris Johnson. We're literally <laughs> yes. living under Boris Johnson <laughs> yes. right now. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, Moyes went away from home and played the same lineup that played very well at, at uh, Liverpool again, and I yeah. think. That- no, you've got to, um, you know, it doesn't matter, but you've got to kind of um, perhaps not forever, but for the moment sort of revise the idea that he's, uh, he, you know, he's just looking to cancel out the other team. You don't play four attacking players in the same lineup in that formation if you just want to sit back and defend your goal and try and no. keep it clean sheet. So, and you we know, grew think... into that game as well. I mean, it, it, we had the better chances in the first half, but I thought, you know, for the last half hour of that game, um, you know, put their goal apart. I thought we we were we were far away the better team. Yes, yeah. In general play, not just not just in, you know in terms of creating chances, and uh, you know, it's really disappointing. They are the worst Arsenal team in living memory, aren't they? I mean, you know, they the first half they played against us at, 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 at um, London Stadium, they were wretched. And to be honest, they just, they had a lot of the ball, but really looked, looked powder puff at the back, didn't they? It's, it's, uh, it's very frustrating to come away with no points from those two games. It really is. Yes, we are. You know, we, we said that this uh, little run of difficult games uh, is a you know precursor to a sort of run of what should be easier games at the end of the season. But it would be great to pick up just some points from uh, Spurs away, Arsenal away, Chelsea uh, exactly. and Wolves at home. You know, just one or two points out of those games. And also the performances that they you know, that that would produce those kind of results. Um, similarly, like the Arsenal and Liverpool performances, just give you a bit of confidence um, yeah. and, you know, put a bit of fear into the other teams, you know. Isn't it absolutely but, typical that by the time we get round to playing Spurs, all their injured players will probably be back? Yeah, back. The world, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, presumably the long-term... Do we think the long-term plan is that... Is that um, uh, Noble will 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 drop to the bench, and Suchet will will be the starting man alongside Rice. Um, has to, doesn't it? I, I, yes, I, it feels that way, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, what 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 always happens in these instances is that Noble um, suddenly becomes essential again. You know, there was a sort of period, maybe it was under Pellegrini last season, or certainly under Billich, that. Um, uh, he didn't play a couple of games and then came back in and we looked much better again. And, you know, this pendulous swing from one extreme to the other where we're going, you know, it's it's his time now. He, he should drop to the bench and, you know, just play cameos in games to saying he's essential. You know, but there's there's only so many times that can happen, right? He's yeah. Not- He's not, but Gareth Barry is not like gigs. He's, you know, he's approaching that age now where, 
it's going to have to happen because his legs aren't. I mean, he's never had any pace anyway, but you know, he's looking tired now in games. I think mm-hmm. he has to play more of a bit part for for his own good. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, uh, the 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 role that Suchek plays is uh, is going to be sort of key to how this all works because they're you know I think Rice Rice would like to not just be a kind of sort of sit in front of the back four type completely defensive sort of midfielder he would like to attack the other team's goal bit a bit which is sort of what Mark does as well so they. You know, I feel they're not the ideal partnership, you know. Um, And Suchek, when he came in and they played all three against Bournemouth, he seemed to be in quite an advanced role, which was what I I wasn't really expecting that. No, I mean, he scores scores goals, doesn't he? He scored goals for um, uh, wherever he came from. Eludes me now. Uh, uh, Yeah, Prague. Prague, yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, and and uh, you know he he got into some goal scoring positions didn't he in the, in that in that mm. game you know and it just 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 about getting in the Premier League is it? it's about energy and getting about the pitch and and what we saw in the game at Liverpool before he got his injury was was that he was starting to sort of look look effective in both roles he was breaking play up and making interceptions but also then you know distributing the ball well he's got he's got a decent pass on him. He's also yeah. got a bit of bottle about him as well. He wasn't yeah. he wasn't afraid to get stuck in, was he? From, no, from the no, absolutely. So no, I, I, that's good. Yeah. You know, he's young as well, isn't he? I mean, he's 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 got everything we need. He's sort of athletic. He's young. He's got energy, and uh, he's got a bit of uh, talent. So hopefully, um, you know, uh, I would imagine that that would be how he, how he, you know, comes into the team. Noble, you know, very often does look like our only creative player. Uh, hopefully that's sort of remedied by, um, you know, our more attacking lineup in the front part of the pitch. But, um, you know, getting the ball down channels to a kind of running, you know, Antonio or maybe a sort of, uh, you know, right back who's making a run um, is uh, sort of what Noble's good at. There's a bit of that kind of uh, sort of 30-yard pass you know, out into a channel. So hopefully, um, you know, one of Rice or uh, Suchek can kind of do that as well. Yeah. And Anderson is looking, starting to look peripheral, isn't he, really? Yeah. Uh, just, you know, he seems to have, his form has dropped off a cliff, hasn't it? And you can well, easily imagine Moyes looking to, you know, cashing on him actually and, and he had his rest yeah. and he came on against Arsenal and I thought he almost looked like he was in a bit of a sulk yeah he didn't yeah. really he didn't really contribute you know yeah. he sort of hugged the touchline didn't come inside and look for the ball you know sort of kind of stayed out wide for a lot of it it's difficult to gauge his mood and he never really looks in theory. he is like a sort of walking shrug isn't he you know I mean He's a little bit, yeah. Even when he glides past players with the ball, like managed to take the ball with him, he still yeah. looks like he, you know, he it's kind of half can't be asked. Bit, yeah, yeah, or a bit sad about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's just very empathetic. Maybe yeah, he's he's quite the awesome, other side yeah. to do well. Huge sympathy for the person he's nutmegged. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we'll uh, we'll talk about the Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, game that we didn't play and is still at nil nil, uh, and um, talk about where the Premier League season might go next, uh, and that'll be after this message. I'm Josh Schneider-Weiler. And I'm John McKenzie. We know that the football news cycle never slows down. But sometimes, don't you wish it did? On the Football Today podcast, we give you in-depth analysis of the most interesting stories from around the world of football. And hear from the most knowledgeable journalists in the game. You can listen to each episode in the time it takes for a single commute. So join us now and subscribe to Football Today, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Well, uh, it could be argued that we were looking like we were getting in a a little bit of a run of form, uh, which is a strange thing to say about two defeats. But um, uh, we then didn't play Wolverhampton Wanderers. And uh, I know that we, Jim, you and I were a part of a few conversations that that went along the lines of the Wolverhampton Wanderers game being actually the most worrying out of our forthcoming set of well, Yeah, I mean, they're a very good side. They're a better side than Arsenal are at the moment, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, uh, they had played the game on Thursday, of course, so you, would, you always hope that they're, you know, that uh, teams on a, on a Sunday struggle after those Thursday games in Europe. But, um, well, we didn't get a chance to see, but... Um, you know, it, it had felt those other two games that, that sort of maybe Moyes has just kind of like hit on a little settled team that might that might go on and start to start to get some results. The the back four was looking decent. Um yeah. you know, centre halves looking solid. Cresswell was quietly getting on with being quite good. And um, Gakia. And Gakia's a bit of a find, isn't he? So, mm-hmm. you know, it it's, it does look as though, you know, there's there's out of out of the um, carnage has come this kind of 11 that looks like it might be able to win football matches, even if it yeah. hasn't. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Uh, of course, we um, we were uh, um, uh, quite a big part of the uh, coronavirus story in that we had just played right, uh, yeah. Arsenal with their uh, patient zero, uh, Mikel Arteta. Mm. Of course, we all saw um, David Moyes licked him uh, in the in the, <laughs> the traditional sort of greeting. Since their Everton days, uh, yeah, when Moyes yeah. used to groom Arteta like a, a, a mother cat grooming her kittens, um, set back into old habits. And um, uh, Moyes, of course, uh, the Scottishness of him uh, fought off any infection. And he caught nothing. He caught nothing. The sheer Caledonian resistance to illness or alcohol uh, in that for that uh, meant the coronavirus uh, just went. Nah, don't think so. He's in isolation, though, isn't he? At the moment, as a precaution. Uh, I think he's just come out of it. I think he's. Oh, just, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he should have done. Yeah, he should have yeah. come out. Of it. Yeah. yeah, I think he was, but. Uh, uh, he's tested negative and, um, yeah, he's back out of it. So, um, yeah, so now we're in this, um, we're in this strange holding pattern. I mean, we, you know, everyone will have had a bit of a rest by the time the season starts again. So, uh, obviously, um, we'll be playing a kind of rested Wolverhampton Wanderers and hopefully we'll be, you know, 
Um, I, I wonder how they, they can leave it, though, to, to restart. I mean, presumably when it does start, there'll be games played behind closed doors anyway. Um, yeah, I mean... But, it, uh, you know, uh, I mean, there's uh, one. Uh, there's all sorts of stories in there of, of, of Euro, the Euro uh, 2020 Championships being postponed. So that may, that, that may allow domestic seasons to go on longer than they would have done. Yeah. But we're not allowed to play... Uh, I mean, I might, you know, again, that might be relevant because whatever was going to happen in the stadium when we're not playing there probably will be cancelled as well. But, um, you know, we only have the stadium up to a certain point, don't we? Well, uh, I mean, there is an article in in the Evening Standard today from either Sullivan or Gold or Brady saying, no, we have have sort of precedence over things of precedence. That was said at the beginning, wasn't it? That football would always take priority over. Yeah. Else. So oh, if, right. if things are pushed back, everything's pushed back, which means okay. that it's not us. It'll be the whatever it is, baseball that's pushed back. You know. Yeah. So. Um, but it, uh, I mean, they can't go that late, can they? It just seems. I suppose we're having a. You know, there's a kind of effectively a <laughs> a belated uh, mid-season break, as it were. Now, but um, winter break. Well, no, spring yeah, break, I guess. Break. Oh, spring break. Yeah. Birds with their tits out. Yeah, that's right. Ooh. Spring break. We don't really have that here, do we? I mean, obviously in Essex they have that all the time. Uh, girls with their tits out uh, in the spring, but that's just most of the towns in Essex are on a Friday night. But it's an American spring break sort of tradition. Is it? Is that the Easter holidays? Is that college it, it, students on their Easter holidays? It's Easter holidays. Yeah. 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 Oh, Jesus would be proud. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, um, I mean, at the moment, it's, you know, starting again on April the 4th, it's only two or three games miss. And I could sort of see them just fitting them into like Wednesdays to, you know, the end of the tournament. Yeah, it's not going to be over by April, though, is it? No, I I suppose that's the provisional date that they were talking about um, starting again. But as Jim says, maybe what they'll do is, 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 um, commit themselves to starting again at April, but make them close doors games or something. But um, I mean, should Arsenal and Chelsea and, uh, are going to be able to are going to be able to say, well, we haven't had, we haven't been able to train, so because the players have been in isolation, haven't they? Yeah, so, the medical advice is is it that for every day that you're in isolation, that's how many days you'd have to train to get back to or whatever it is either way it's you know once they're out yeah. of isolation they're not going to be match fit immediately well that would push it back another two weeks at least then wouldn't it really but i don't think they can't they surely can't um have this enforced break because of coronavirus but then have different length breaks for different teams that they can't, no. surely they can't take Chelsea and Arsenal out of their equation for when everyone starts playing football again because some of their play, you know, I mean, that way lies madness. But the only way is if you make every team isolate for a set period and then give every team the same amount of time to get back to match fitness and then That's give the off thing. the games. It's about whether the, there's a level playing field, isn't it, I, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I can't, I, I just can't see there being a sort of unequal, you know, because because then other teams would go, well, so-and-so from Chelsea is really good and he didn't get coronavirus. So, you know, it's yeah. just that they've had a longer break and uh, we've all had to play football. So, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I've no idea what the what. I mean, there there presumably is nothing in the kind of league's constitutions or rule book for for these kinds of bizarre circumstances. I wouldn't have thought you couldn't make it up, really, could you? So, um, I, they're, they're going to have to kind of you know play it by as they go along, I suppose. Aren't they? So there's a kind of you know a, a, a couple of scenarios have been uh, mooted. Uh, one, for example, being that the season is sort of declared void. Um, yeah, and... Edie came out in favour of that, didn't she? And her, I think she was doing problem. she was doing that to 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 be Clarkson esque, I think, because. Yeah. You know, if you actually read the headlines, she said, "If no games can, can you know can go ahead, or well, obviously if no games can go ahead, then there's a you know multitude of permutations." But it, it sounded like it was just there to to get bites. But I, would you want that? Would you would you want us to to stay up based on you know by default? I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel doesn't feel right. Well, well, no, no not ideally. But I, in in the end, there's going to come a point where they'll have to sort of call time on it, isn't there? I mean, it depends a little bit. You know, we don't... Things have moved so quickly with this uh, um, pandemic that you don't know where it's going to be in in three, four weeks' time, months' time, you know. Um, so there was a, there was talk of, uh, you know, if, for example, this scenario happened, uh, everyone would stay where they were. So teams wouldn't uh, uh, get relegated the teams that were in champions league positions might still go to the champions league um but the the potential promoted teams from the championship would still come up and we would play one season with a 23 team league and then six would go down at the end of the uh that oh, wow. season wow no, I can see that happening. I mean, yeah. I know I put the thing on the Facebook group, but you know, um, and I know Craig said that you know, you know, lives should come before finance, which they always should. But we live in a capitalist society, and let's be honest, there's so much money in football, and so much money in the sponsorship, and the you know, the screening rights, and all the rest of it. That I think there would, you know, there'd be there'd be so much litigation going on. Yeah. Um, if yeah, anyone I mean, felt like they were hard done by. I think, yes, I think in the example you gave, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, for a start, they they wouldn't be, those teams that failed to be promoted wouldn't be taking, the, you know, the British government to court or, or uh, you know, those in the kind of health profession to court. Uh, so, so, you know, it, it's not necessarily saying that, it, that, that it's, we're pitching lives against sport, you know, but... Um, you know, I, I, I put on that thread, well, we got quite unfairly uh, taken to a tribunal by a football team because they got relegated and they said it was because one of our players was good at football. And then Henry Winter came in, stood and gave a testimony yeah. and the judge went, yes, you're right. He is good at football. Uh, we're going to fine you, you know, 25 million pounds, which is the law is an ass. It was like OJ getting yeah. off. It was a mad decision that didn't make any sense, but they did it anyway. And, and, and look, away. That- you could easily see a chance, uh, kind of um, chairman of one of those teams that didn't come up going, I'm going to sue the Premier League. I don't think that would be seen as necessarily, oh, he's got no respect for human life. I think it would just be like, oh, we work really hard. We want to be in the Premier League now. Yeah, I, yeah, and if that, 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 I think that's absolutely what would happen. 
It's and a, if we've a, learned anything from that that particular instance, it's that people will push and push and push and push until they get what they want. How many things did we have to go through with Sheffield United before they finally got what they were after? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, often you see in court cases just appeal after appeal after appeal eventually gets the result that the people who didn't get what they wanted in the first place, um, it achieves their goals in the end. And, you know, that's sort of what uh, United did. And I'm sure yeah. I read somewhere, that, uh, correct me, you, you know, someone might correct me if I'm wrong on the Facebook group, but I'm sure I read that promotion to the Premier League is worth around 193, uh, sorry, £193 million. Pounds. Right. Now, if that's the case, then, you know, people are going to try everything to, to get that, especially when a lot of the lower league clubs, you know, promotion is one thing, but just, you know, day-to-day cost keeping, keeping the club running is, yeah. is, you know, they need gate receipts just to pay the players. So, for some for some clubs it's kind of life and death i mean they're gonna that's the, that's one point that no one's mentioned is have the leagues come out and said you know if a club slips into administration or something like that because of this situation are they going to be docked points like what what's the you know there's so many things to consider there's with a this. lot isn't there of ramifications i mean you do feel i mean for, for teams further down the whole the league ladder you know losing match day revenue is a is a massive hit isn't it for them yeah 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 yeah, uh, well, it's extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, um, you know, these uh, if if bands, you know, do come into kind of, uh, you know, going to pubs and clubs, you're, you're, the next question is how long do you do it for? It's like, I think it is a, you know, they'll have to get some medical experts to sort of work out the kind of, you know, some benefit of trying to slow down the spread of the virus by trying to sort of limit social interaction for two weeks, you know. Uh, otherwise, you're sort of drifting into four weeks, six weeks, and, and uh, yeah. yeah, it'll just be weird. I mean, if, if we're, you know, there's no um, pubs, restaurants, comedy clubs, nightclubs, cinemas, football matches for like months and months, it's going to be just bizarre. I think that's where it's headed. I really do. Well, they won't. I mean, you know, they're trying to slow it down. They're not going to keep doing it until there are no more cases of the coronavirus. Because I don't think you do that with anything. They're basically just trying to sort of advance, sort of slow its exponential. For sure. Yeah. I just think Uh that's going to take longer than people might, might think. Yeah, yeah. The problem we've got as well is they're talking about, you know, we need to build up a herd immunity, but 95% of people don't show with symptoms. So how are you going to know if you've had it, weren't affected, and therefore you're kind of, quote unquote, safe to go out? Uh, Yeah. Unless everyone gets a test. Well, they're they're working, aren't they, on a test to, to, to detect antibodies. So, you know, like if you to, if you have had it, as it were, and that would be a very helpful test them to have so i'm sure there's there's kind of research going into that at the moment because part of part of it makes me think you know i'm 38 i'm reasonably fit and there's just me and my my husband who live in our, live in our house right we're both neither of us have asthma or anything like that part of me yeah. thinks well people like us households like us should just go and get infected and then go and you know lock ourselves away for two weeks and then be right we're done we're we're healthy strong over it now yeah. we can go back out into society rather than this weird situation we've got now where they're kind of, I don't know, it just feels like too many people being put at risk. 
And yeah. we're not really yeah. getting a lot of information. I don't know. It just feels weird. That's strange, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so so it is a... I mean, it's hold on to your hats for uh, where the Premier League goes from here. But, uh, you know, it's... Uh, um, uh, it really is a sort of huge grey area, isn't it? I mean, how, how would we feel though if it did end up with Liverpool not winning the league, not having the league championship? It would be hilarious, given every pundit, every you know matchday official on the planet has been trying to gift it to them for the last two seasons. It would make me laugh my bollocks off if they didn't yeah. get it. Also, karma, although slightly disproportionate karma, was it karma for eighty-five, eighty-six? Uh, you know, when we, yeah. we finished third and because the kicked off at ISIL, we, we didn't get into Europe. Yes. I've yes. never really forgiven them for that, to be honest. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. I could bear a grudge. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's well done. Well done. <laughs> You're like a carrier of the grudge. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. People yeah. with pre-consisting conditions yeah. might kind of, they might take on that grudge from you. Yeah. But that was very annoying, wasn't it? Because that was our team would have, you know, I felt with that 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 eighty five eighty six team could have torn it up in Europe, and who mm-hmm. knows what might have happened if we'd have we'd have had a good European run, might have kept hold of Macaveni, all sorts all sorts might have happened because of that. Yeah, true. All down yeah. to all down to some rabid scousers. <laughs> Have you been on the source, Jim? You're going to be, <laughs> all I'd say, Jim, is don't publish a newspaper. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Because you're or, do. <laughs> or do nowadays that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about. I think, yeah, I think it does. Be. It does feel weird though, not talking like sorry, talking about football like this. It feels weird. There is no football. So not that yeah. I can't find other things to do with the weekend. But we visited four garden centres this weekend, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that's what happens when you don't have football. Like you have no, to find things to do. You have to go to garden centres. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I took some stuff to the recycling. Um, oh, that's good. It was always a good that. thing to do. Yeah. Have a bit of clear out. Yeah, went to the shops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a drag, isn't it? And amongst all of the, the you know, the illness and the, and the sadness and the death and everything, here we are. And it's not just on, obviously on this podcast, it's the whole purpose of us being on is to talk about football. But in the workplace... That's the main thing that the guys in the office are talking about as well. OK, well, what, what do we think UEFA are going to say on Tuesday? And what do we think the Premier League are going to say on Thursday? And you know, what are the permutations? It's, it's mad. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, before we go, how's it going with Pride of Irons? Yeah, so it's going okay. There's not a lot going on at the moment. We started mm. looking into what we're going to do for Pride this year, but I mean, is that going to go ahead? It's the end of June, it's supposed to be. End of June, yeah. Um, is uh, that likely to happen? Yeah, I know. It's uh, you know there are certain things like the Edinburgh Festival. You sort of wonder about the festivals, don't you? Your Glastonbury yeah. and all those. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, definitely. I mean, that really is a large number of people in one. Uh, place with really, really unsatisfactory sanitation. Yeah, I mean, well, the, you know, the Pride point that brings, they, I think it brings an extra one million people to London that weekend. Wow! So, like, that's the kind of thing you straight away we're going. Well, okay, well, let's not do that because that's too many people coming into the country. But Glastonbury, with the same, right? And again, people coming from all over the country, but probably other countries and. Yeah, having to shit in those uh, gross toilets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, sort of extraordinary. Um, 
Do you know if uh, the double decker bus would 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 uh, make an appearance again this year if it goes ahead? We're not allowed. We've been told that okay, this is the ridiculous stuff. We've been told that it's um, we need to think of a, a more environmentally friendly vehicle, but we can uh, get a flatbed truck and dress it up as a float. So I don't know how that's more environmentally friendly than a bus. Yeah. But, but there you go. Maybe yeah, because it was one of the old route masters, wasn't it? So maybe they're just like you know. They don't, they don't even run on unleaded. They need to find old to make those work. I think it's more to do with the fact they like to have the floats lower down. Uh, oh, right. Actually up at the top deck. That's I think that's the real reason. Um, yeah. But we're, yeah, if, if it goes ahead, we'll we'll look into to what our options are. Um, yeah, forward. it's good for people with mobility issues to be able to still come along and enjoy it. So yeah, um, that's one of the main reasons we do it. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, if it goes ahead. Well, uh, there's there's no uh, there's no game uh, to look forward to, uh, but we could uh, our next our next game if everything runs uh, chronologically as it should would be uh, Spurs, wouldn't it? Well, uh, no, no, we'd we we play the. Um, well, no, the, I suppose, I wonder if we'll we'll pick it up from what the fixture is. Yeah, after, I don't know. I don't know whether they'll just which would be Chelsea away on the fifth. Home, Chelsea at home. Oh, is it at home? Yeah. Oh, written down wrong. Um, yeah. yeah we, we went to Chelsea away, we beat them. Oh, of course we did. Yes, that's yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. Of course. That's maybe we, should, maybe we should do predictions for when the, when the football's going to resume. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good. Okay, let's do that. Uh, Jim Grant, what's your prediction for. Uh, My prediction for the football is. For the football coming back. For coming back. I don't think it's coming back anytime soon. I reckon it's not going to be until back end of April at the earliest. I've got to press you for a date, Jim. Um, all right, sort of roughly uh, April the 25th. April the 25th. April the 25th. That rings behind a bell. Behind closed doors games, I reckon. Oh, you think behind closed doors? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Jim Dolan, what do you think? I'm going to go for what would have been, I guess, our last game. So, May the 17th. Ooh, May the 17th. So, that's a, to fit all the remaining games in, if you played the first one on May the 17th, bloody hell, what would they yeah, do? Yeah, but I'm, I'm counting on the Euros being cancelled. Right. Yeah. And then if they played them two a week, you, you'd, you'd ba- that would basically take you... So, they've got, what, there are nine games to play, aren't there, for most teams? I think so, yeah. Something yeah. like that, yeah. But more than that, presumably in the championship, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to yeah. take you to to where you know the the the, the uh, normally the um, teams will start to come back from from their summer break, isn't it? So mm. at the beginning of July, I would have thought that would take you. But just think, summer games. We get that little slither, don't we, in August before yeah. the weather turns to shit. Yeah. But this time, we could have a summer of football. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, it could work out. It could work out well in that respect. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, on the whole, this has all been a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we've come around to thinking. That, uh, on the whole, it's been a good thing. Um, Thank God you're in that bunker, Phil, and no one can get to you. Yeah. So, uh, so on an optimistic note, it, it's all been good, uh, Jim. You've started a war with Liverpool, uh, the people of Liverpool. Um, the people of Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. I'm all for coronavirus because of summer football. Um, What's your date, Phil? Oh, yes. All right. I'm 
I'm going to say they honour the April the 4th start point, but closed doors. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm going to go for early, early, early closed yeah. doors. Early closed doors, yeah. early doors, closed yeah. doors. Yeah. Um, well, this has been a very strange podcast. We, we're just sitting on our own and can't see each other. Uh, but uh, I feel we've managed to uh, struggle through, as, as indeed the nation is struggling through in these dark times. Uh, any, any thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, my only thought is not a footballing thought. It's just uh, the weird things that people panic by. Yes. Some of it I've ex- I expected, like, you know, tins of soup and uh, toilet rolls and soap, you know, that I couldn't get at any supermarket at the weekend. But why have people panic bought cat litter? That's right. really weird. For when the toilet roll finally runs out. Well, is that <laughs> what they're planning to do? I don't know. Uh, yeah, and those little plastic dog. bags that dog walkers have. That's what we're going to be doing. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. weird. Yes, no, that's true. Uh, yeah, very strange in the supermarkets, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird. Weird, weird, weird. We went to Tesco's this evening and there was no meat, no dried goods, no toilet paper. Just And I just think how much of the, the meat is going to end up in landfill anyway, because you're not going to eat it all. No, no. I suppose they're in the freezer, aren't they? Very strange. Very strange. All right. Well, this has been uh, the strangest stop hammer time we've ever done. Um, this journey are uh, Jim Grant. Cheerio. And Jim Dolan. Cheers, guys. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.